Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Tigers Baseball Podcast, episode 29 of season two, recorded on Monday, September the 26th, 2022. I am your host, Chris Schulte. Let's get into it. There were, there were some cool things that happened over the weekend. And the Tigers are celebrating a couple of big deals, something that they really didn't get the chance to celebrate much this season. So we're going to get into that, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that that are going on uh, in the world of the Tigers, um, especially in the front office, because some things that you thought would happen haven't and aren't for a little while. And some things that you didn't think would happen might be. So there is that. Um, <clears throat> first things first, at time of this recording, uh, the, tig- the Erie Seawolves, the Tigers AA affiliate, is up one game to none on um, the New York Yankees affiliate. for the Eastern League Championship. And this would be the first one that the Erie Seawolves have won in their history. So congratulations to them for going into a place, for really having a historic season. Um, you know, when you don't, you've never won a championship and you are actually in position to do that for the first time, that's a big deal. And that's really cool. And we like to celebrate really cool things like that here. So we are doing so. Um, don't get out of there. Sorry, my desk is is falling apart on me. Um, I want to get into what happened over the last week because uh, this is what frustrates me about this Tigers team. This is what frustrated me all year about this Tigers team. Because what we saw over the last six games is what the Tigers could have been all year. But they weren't because of whatever it was that they drank before they came up from Lakeland and and put the offense on ice for the entire season. Now, the next home run that the Tigers hit will be their 100th of the season. So they'll actually go the, they'll actually make it through the season getting to having hit a hundred home runs, which would be a big deal because no team has not hit a hundred home runs since like the 1954 Tigers or something like that. It's been a long time, but when you go to Baltimore and you take two out of three from Baltimore, a team that's fighting for a playoff spot, albeit a wild card spot and albeit they their their hopes were fading pretty fast and you beat them 11 to nothing and then 3 to 2 and then you know uh, uh, you lose 8 to 1 in the last game so you outscore them 14 to 10, 14 to 10 total in 3 games It's, it's, (sighs) 
It's a big deal. So Detroit took five out of six from Baltimore this year. They swept them in Detroit in May, and then they went to Baltimore here when they had a lot more to play for, did the Orioles, and they took two out of three. And this was also when uh, Scott Harris was being introduced as the new general manager and all the things were going on. So we're at a point where, all right, you know, they, they, they should have beaten Baltimore, and they did. But a lot of these games that they should have won, they haven't. They shouldn't be 7-9 and nine against Kansas City. But then the admirable thing is they're 9-10 and 10 in the season series that's completed against Cleveland. Cleveland, just in case you didn't know, is a good baseball team. Terry Francona's done it again. He does it every year, and and he's done it again, and he's got a competitive team out there on the field, and it's a, it's a very good baseball team in Cleveland. So they're not beating the teams that they should beat, and then they go in to Chicago and sweep the White Sox for the first time in, in four years. The last time they did it was in 2018. Not only do they sweep them, but they do it in, in pretty emphatic fashion. When you outscore a team the caliber of the White Sox by a c- combined score over three games of 16 to, f- to 6... When you do it in their home yard, that's pretty important, impressive. That's pretty impressive. Especially considering that the most runs you allowed in that whole three-game series was three on Friday night. You only gave up two on Saturday and one on Sunday. And the one run that you gave up was an absolute bomb by Gavin Sheets. But the other, the other, you know, and it was off of Tyler Alexander, who he's a fourth or fifth starter at best. And he holds that team to one run. It's a good job. So you go in and, and again, it's the White Sox, okay? It's, they're not what they were supposed to be. This team was supposed to run away with the Central Division. This team was supposed to be the team that, that, that made it to the World Series in a lot of people's eyes. They're not going to get there. They're not even going to see the playoffs. And you know why? Because of the Tigers. And that makes my heart glad. Especially after what happened last year at Comerica Park at the end of the year, and Tony Larusa running his mouth about how Detroit's got dirty players and their their pitching is is dirty and 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 they 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 you know they 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 run the bases dirty and you know it's okay for them to slide into you hard but when you go in hard to second base against them it's a problem and you know you can, they can throw inside all they want but if somebody throws inside on them it's an issue and blah 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 no. Not having that. 
So to see them go into dumpster fire field, also known as guaranteed rate field, and sweep the White Sox, and to watch them do it in a way that 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 you just you just you just felt the swagger from this Tigers team for just a weekend. The, the, the White Sox, it, it was a total role reversal, really, because the White Sox were making base running mistakes. They were making defensive mistakes. They weren't executing pitches. Their bullpen was, was, was not doing what it was supposed to. Dylan Cease had a hell of a start last night, went seven innings or went six innings and only gave up one run. But then the Tigers went ahead and, and got three against the bullpen in the eighth and won the game four to one. So when you look at that and, and you look at that total role reversal, you have a glimpse of what's to come next year. But then you think about what was, cap, what was supposed to come this year. And you look at what the Tigers did last year and how they finished the second half last year. And, and, and you know, after, after April 29th, I think it was, they were, no, after the end of April, starting May 1st last year, they were, they were eight games over 500 for the year or something like that. And they, you know, they ended up, ended up 77 and 85. And I drank the Kool-Aid, boys and girls. I did. I said, okay, this is going to be a team that's going to win 85 games this year. The record's going to be reversed. It's going to be 85 and 77. I told everybody who would listen. Yep, 85 and 77, Riley Green gets hurt. Ah, still 83-79. They're going to finish above 500 for the first time in five years. Boy, was I wrong. This team still has potential to be a 100-game loser. Now they got three against Kansas City, three against Minnesota, and four against Seattle. Those are their next 10 games. They needed to win six of their next 13. That was, against, that, that was including Chicago. So if they can take one from Seattle, one from Minnesota, and one from, from, from Kansas City... Then they'll get sixty. They'll be sixty-three and ninety-nine. They won't be a hundred-loss team. But I, I don't know. I really don't. I still, in the middle, in the end of September, I still can't put a a a, a gauge on this team as to what they're going to do over the next couple of weeks. I still can't. Because I don't know which Tigers team is going to show up. And that's been my problem with the Tigers all year. Are we going to see the Tigers team that we thought we were going to see coming out of Lakeland? Or are we going to see the Tigers team that we've seen that came out of Lakeland? And it just goes to show you that that, that baseball is just a funny, finicky sport. Because... Even though Tarek Skubal, Matt Manning, Casey Mize, Eduardo Rodriguez all spent time on the on the injured list, even Mike, well, that entire starting rotation, all five of them, 
All six if you want to throw Tyler Alexander in there. The Tigers have used 16 starting pitchers this year, 16 different starting pitchers this year. But you know what? The pitching has not been that bad all year long. They've pitched well enough to win. Problem's been their hitting. Problem's been Spencer Torkelson not living up to the hype. The problem's been Javi Baez not living up to his contract. The problem's been Jonathan Scope not being Jonathan Scope. Jamer Candelario not being Jamer Candelario. Or maybe he is. Are we seeing the real Jamer Candelario now? Were we fooled in the second half of 2020 and, and, and the second half of last year? Because if you look at the first half of both seasons, he was really not that good. And then he picked it up in the second half. He never picked it up the second half of this year. So now the question is, is that what he is? Or was this year an aberration? You know, Tucker Barnhart never made it to form. I blame his switch to his change to back to switch hitting on that one. Eric Haas took a while to get it going. Akil Badu was not Akil Badu this year. He's starting to come around now, but for the most of the year, no, not even close. So the thing that frustrates me is, is about this team is, is looking at the way that they're playing now and knowing that that potential has been there all year and not seeing that potential come to fruition. Because this team had the ability, had the potential to be in the playoff race, thanks to the to the to the restructured format of the playoffs. This team could have contended for the division. But for whatever reason, the offense stayed in Florida most of the year. Oh, it, it came to visit once in a while. The 13-0 win over the Pirates. Um, not the Pirates, the Rockies, I'm sorry. The 13-0 win over the Rockies. The 11-0 win over Baltimore. You know, the, 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 the 30 plus run outburst that they had in, 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 in four games between San Francisco and Texas. Yeah, the, the offense came to visit, but it pretty much decided to hang back out, hang out back in Lakeland, which absolutely let the pitching down. Now I'm lucky that the I'm 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 as a fan, I'm I'm amazed that the bullpen hasn't revolted. Because for whatever reason, for whatever reason, AJ Hinch, AJ Hinch can't keep his starters in for more than five innings, 
That's not his fault. It's just the way that they've, that they've pitched. They've pitched well enough to win, but they haven't pitched well enough to go deep into games. So when you look at a guy like Gregory Soto, who isn't, isn't, isn't pitching as well as he could, and you look at a guy like Andrew Chafin, who's, who's starting to, 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 to show a little bit of, of humanity on the mound. You look at a guy like Joe Jimenez, who is, is now on the injured list because of, of back tightness. And you go, well, no wonder they're 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 starting to to give it up a little bit. They've they've the Tigers are gonna probably lead the league in bullpen appearances this year. So from that standpoint, I'm a little frustrated with the pitching, but the pitching overall has been able to has kept us in a situation where we could win games. We just can't hit. Until recently. You know, you score 14 runs in Baltimore and then 16 runs in, in Chicago, you get 30 runs in six games. That's five runs a game. I can live with that. Add to it the five runs that they scored on Sunday against Chicago last week. When Chicago came in and took two out of three from, from the Tigers at Comerica Park. Three more wins and we're, a, we're not a hundred lost team. I, don't, I just, I don't know. I really don't know because at, at that point, nobody has anything to play for. Maybe Seattle does in, you know, at the end of the year. I don't know if all the wild card races will have sorted themselves out at that point. But really, in all honesty, I have a hard time feeling like the Tigers are going to need one win out of four games and Seattle's playing for something and the Tigers aren't and they're in Seattle. I, I, don't, I don't like my odds. I don't like my chances there. Anyway, on to the fun stuff. So Scott Harris was introduced on Tuesday. I was kind of impressed with him, and I, as, as you could tell by the podcast that I published on Wednesday... Um, that was, that was, um, that was a, a, a thing. Um, apparently he is going to evaluate players, evaluate coaches, evaluate staff, and he's not actually going to start his full duties until the 6th of October, which is fine. Free agency doesn't start until after the World Series ends, and that's like November 5th. You can non-tender players on the 1st of December. So at the end of the day, that's all right, because it gives him some time. He's probably started his evaluations already, but he can be a little bit more thorough in the next month plus than he would have been had he said, you know what, we're just going to, we're just going to, we're not even going to worry about the evaluations. We're just going to do what we need to do. So I can respect that. I can live with that. 
What's not been said is who the next general manager is going to be. Sam Minson is in is in the is in the running for that apparently. Um, or he might just pick somebody that he knows. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I'm 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 to the point now where, with the way the Tigers are going, I'm starting to think about. I mean, it's it's ten games left, right? So I'm starting to think about who gets non-tendered, who gets non-tendered, and who who. Um, the Tigers actually tender an offer to, and uh, I'll focus on that uh, if not next week, um, the podcast a week after that because there is no more baseball for the Tigers anyway as of the fifth of October, and so the episodes will be slowing down because. Not much to talk about when there's no when when it's the middle of the off season and you can't make trades, you can't sign free agents because there's nobody on the market until the end of the World Series. And because of course the World Series starts on October 28th this year instead of ending on October 28th. So that is what it is. So we will probably come back next Wednesday, the fifth, or next Thursday, the sixth. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work yet. Um, I do know that on Wednesday the 5th, all games start at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and uh, that's something that the, that the league has done to keep people from... from um, resting players when they shouldn't be in, in affecting scores of games because they've rested certain players who could have played but didn't because they'd already clinched because of something that happened on the East Coast. So, so it'll probably be Thursday. But we will get you a pod. Uh, if not next Thursday, then it'll be the Monday after I just don't see a point to doing a pod um, next Monday when Detroit's going to be getting ready to, to lace them up against the Mariners. So, With that, I want to thank Anchor for distributing the podcast. I want to thank everybody who checks out my YouTube channel. Please, please, please spread the word about my YouTube channel because that is very important stuff. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. Tigers Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. It's the longest email address in the world, and I'm mighty proud of that. You can also get us on Twitter at Podcast Tigers. Until next time we meet, I am Chris Schulte. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Go Tigers.